Hi, I'm David. And I'm Erin. And this is the Travel Bros. So before we start off today's episode, we have an important announcement. Our sponsor for today is Podscribe. Podscribe makes it very easy to transcribe any of your podcast episodes. So if you want to have your podcast transcribed, Podscribe is for you. They've made it so easy for us and we'll actually get an email within just 30 minutes of uploading our episode. Podscribe can also embed the transcript onto your website. If you have a podcast or you'd like to start one, we would highly encourage you to use Podscribe. Now, if you say you came on from the Travel Bros and sign on for a whole year, you'll receive your entire backlog transcribed. Aaron and I know the founder named Pete. Tell him you came from the Travel Bros and it'll save you a lot of money. You can check out Podscribe's website by simply typing podscribe.ai into any search engine. So thank you so much, Podscribe, for helping us with our transcripts. Our episode today is going to be about England because, as you guys know, we are in season three where we are going to be talking about different countries in Europe for the most part. We're planning on something special, but we'll get there when we get there. So, Aaron, would you like to start off with our podcast episode with our fun fact about England? Absolutely. So the London Eye is one of the tallest Ferris wheels in the world. Although it is not as high as the High Roller in Vegas, we have talked about the High Roller, I think, in season one. This is still an amazing experience. I would highly recommend this if you're in London, and I know it's incredible from firsthand experience when we went there two years ago. David, what do you think about the London Eye? Well, I've never been on the London Eye, but we have talked about the High Roller, which is taller, and I've been on the High Roller. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, but if it's anything like the High Roller, I would definitely do it. I've seen pictures. It looks gorgeous, and it's kind of common sense that it's a must-do when you're there. Uh, so if I went to London, I would definitely do the London Eye without even thinking. Did you like it, Aaron? How was it? Like, how did it compare to the High Roller? So comparing to the high roller, it's honestly so different, but also very similar at the same time in the sense that your scenery is different, yet the experience being inside of the capsule is generally kind of the same where you have the TV display and as you're going up, it shows you new things, it shows you a video, but overall it's so much fun in both places and when you're asked if you asked me which one i liked better i honestly couldn't answer you it just kind of depends what type of scenery you like more because they're so similar but the scenery is different so if you like more of a scenery where you can see canals and old towers and stuff like that then definitely london would be better for you but if you would prefer something like casinos and big buildings and stuff like that I think the I think Vegas, the high roller, would definitely be what you would enjoy more. Wow, I'm looking this up right now. The high roller is actually way taller than the London Eye. I didn't realize that. The high roller is 550 feet, which is extraordinarily high. And let me look this up. The London Eye is 443 feet, so it's less than it's more than 100 feet shorter, which is pretty crazy. Um, well, like 20 percent smaller. Yeah. Well, but Aaron, would you like to start us off with our real episode instead of the fun fact? Absolutely. So, like many places in Europe, London has fantastic canals. 
Some of the most popular attractions in or around the canals are boating and hiking. Even though these super, even though these are super fun, there are still many other activities that you can do near the canals of London. Some of the amazing boating experience, experiences you can find are on ferry boats. Now, on some of the large ferry boats, you can actually buy dinner and dine while sweeping through the city. There are some small cruises that actually leave from London. Generally, they aren't large commercial companies, but sometimes you can find Disney, Norwegian, or even Royal Caribbean cruises docked right in the large ports in the canals or on the open ocean. If you ever decide to swim in the canals of London, make sure to bring a heated blanket because you'll definitely shiver when leaving. <laughs> David, what do you think about the canals in London compared to the Venice canals? Now, I'll give you a little bit of time. You can like look up pictures of the London canals, but I'll tell you from firsthand experience, they're actually, I don't know about Venice, but I definitely know that the canals in London are very similar to the ones in Amsterdam. So David, what do you think about them? Yeah, I mean, that's what I was really going to say is that when you think of canals, you definitely think of uh, Venice, which is what I think of. It's what everyone thinks of. You don't really think about Amsterdam. I mean, you think about Amsterdam definitely less than you think about Venice, which is really weird because Amsterdam actually has more canals than Venice, believe it or not. Um, and I, you definitely don't think of London. I don't, personally, I don't think of London when I think of canals, but like I'm looking at pictures you're right, they seem very, very, very similar to the, what's it called, the Amsterdam canals, and they kind of look similar to the Venice canals, to be honest with you, because I don't know about London, but especially in Venice, all their public transportation, Aaron, and you'll find this interesting, is actually on water. It's water shuttles and stuff. And That's it's incredible. Really, it's crazy, and Aaron, if we ever go there, uh, we got to do that. It's absolutely incredible. I don't know. It's not like that in London, which doesn't make it as cool, uh, especially to Aaron and me, but it looks really, really cool. How was That's the canals, awesome. Aaron? Have you been there? Did you do the canals when you were in London? Absolutely. So I was supposed to take a ferry with the rest of my family. Unfortunately, I got sick for two days in London. So that was the thing that I missed out on. I ended up going on the ferry in Amsterdam, which was really fun. But I couldn't, I, I still got to see a bunch of the canals throughout London because they're really, really large and they go throughout the entire city. So they're basically impossible to miss. But David, they are incredible. And I know we've been talking about the two best things that we love cruises and boats but how about let's talk about another thing that we love restaurants so can you tell us the best restaurants in london <laughs> sorry for sure so in london something else that they're known for is actually their indian food believe it or not aaron and i love indian food and something that makes this topic pretty interesting to us is that we live in houston as y'all should know if you've listened to a lot of our episodes which is actually one of the top places in the world for Indian food and restaurants in general. So if you ever go to London, me included, we definitely have to try the good Indian places. It's so easy. I mean, if you just look up best Indian restaurants in London, there will be so many amazing places that come up and you'll get to see beautiful pictures of the food and the ambiance. Um, something else London is known for is their fish and chips. Now, to me, to be honest with you guys, that sounds disgusting because I hate fish. But if you like fish, I would highly, highly recommend getting the fish and chips. If you ever go to London, I've heard from countless numbers of people, including Aaron, that the fish and chips in London are incredible. So in conclusion, 
Food is definitely a major factor when it comes to the highlights of London. Erin, did you go to Indian places? Did you try the fish and chips? Tell us all about that. Absolutely. So we actually did both. We got to try a nice Indian restaurant, like a high-end Indian restaurant that was one of the top three Indian restaurants in London, which is one of the top 10 in the entire world, which is incredible. Not only that, we got to try a fish and chips place. And you know when people say that the best restaurants are the ones that the locals go to. So we definitely went to one of them, one of the fish and chips restaurants that only the locals went to. And we were not disappointed. It was incredible. David, I know you don't like fish, but I can't even lie, David. I think that would change your mind about fish if you tried that. Although really? it was you think so, so delicious. It was so delicious. But David, I have a question. If you were in England, obviously I know you don't like fish, but if you had to choose between Indian food or for example, high tea, what would you choose? Oh, well, I would do both obviously, but if I had to choose Aaron, high tea for sure because indian food i could get here high tea we can get here but it's not going to be as good as london so i would choose mm. high tea you would probably not but i would well i've had both now i had high tea in my we were staying at a pretty nice hotel and so we ended up paying our hotel to do high tea for us right there in the rest like in, in bermuda restaurant yes, like when we were in bermuda on the anthem of the seas last year oh i don't even exactly. want to bring that up because it's going to make me sad that we were supposed to go on, on a cruise and we didn't but it's all something right, but... else that really stood out about what you said to me erin is that you don't go to the restaurants with the locals or that you didn't because when my family goes out of town we always tell our local tour guide please take us to a restaurant that you would go to if we weren't with you. Go to a restaurant that you won't find any tourists and the food always ends up being better and cheaper. So it's just exactly. it's more of the real experience, like when you're not eating with all the tourists, don't you think? I, I completely agree, David. That's why we chose the one actual restaurant that they're known for. We definitely made sure, or the one type of food that they're known for, we definitely made sure that we would go where the locals go because, you know, if you're in... Texas, you know, you're going to want to try the best barbecue or the barbecue that not the tourists go to from like California or something, but you're going to want to know where the people from Houston go, which for y'all who are ever going to come here, it's Blood Bros or Good and Company. David might have his own opinion. Or Pit also Room. Pit Room. Also, also Charlie's Barbecue. Charlie's is great. And there's one yeah, there's in the tunnels. there's a lot of good places. There's a lot. I, that could be a whole other episode. We should call it Barbecue in Houston. And we can talk about, oh, Aaron, we should talk about the downtown tunnels. Oh, we're going off topic. But Aaron, let's keep on talking about London. Absolutely, absolutely. So for those of you who like historic experiences, the Tower of London is for you. So when my family and I saw this his amazing historical place, there was an arms show happening. The guards and officers showed off all of their uniforms and guns to the amused crowd, including myself. Another amazing thing in London is the British Museum. So the great thing about the museums in England is that they're all free. The lines only took us about 15 minutes per museum, which was very impressive considering everybody goes in free. We also had a blast. The British, <clears throat> I'm sorry, the British Museum is ginormous. And not only that, some of the individual items were worth millions of dollars. Another incredible historical place is Big Ben Tower. So Big Ben is known for having a massive clock inside that weighs over 13 tons. At night, the clock will light up and it will really show a gorgeous light that's 
visible from all the way across the city. And actually, when you're on the London Eye, that's the biggest thing that you can see. It's basically right across the canal from you, which is a good like 200 feet away. And it's really, really nice to see. It's honestly, it's gorgeous at nighttime. David, if you were in London, which one of these historical locations do you think you would choose? Probably Big Ben, because that's the really famous one that's uh, more known and I think probably prettier. I don't know what the Tower of London looks like. Just give me one sec. I'm going to look that up because we are doing a live podcast. So a lot of Absolutely. people do that. Oh, it's really pretty. Uh, I don't know. I would probably want to do Big Ben, um, even though yeah, the Tower of London what they're really known for. You're right. looks amazing. They're all um, incredible. Yeah, they, they really are. So now we're going to talk about a beautiful national park in England called the Lake District. So the Lake District is also home to England's tallest mountain called Scaffold Pike. However, in my opinion, the nicest thing about this gorgeous place, and tell me if I'm pronouncing this wrong, is called Lake Windermere. I don't know if you can swim here, but honestly, regardless whether I can or can't, it's truly a breathtaking place. If you've never heard of it, like I haven't before I made this outline, I would highly encourage you to look it up. It's called Lake Windermere. In England, there's also a beautiful outdoor open-air theater called Minack Theater. This amazing place, believe it or not, was actually built in the 30s, the 1930s. So you can just imagine how different it looks from modern-day theaters. And if you're going to be there, it's near a place called Land's End, which is the westernmost point of a place called Cornwall in England. So you will not go wrong going to either of the two places I mentioned, although if I were you, I would go to both. And Aaron... I mean, it's just so, so pretty. And I guess I'm kind of going to make a joke, but for COVID right now, probably better to go to an open air theater anyway. So just more, I mean, if you travel. Uh, So it's probably better if you, we actually have a couple listens in the UK. Shout out to Seb Talk Sports if you're listening, because that's probably you. (laughs) So yes, yes, David, Honestly, both of the places that you named sound amazing, but I actually looked up the Lake District, which is gorgeous. That's actually incredible. And I didn't even know that existed before we did this outline as well, even though I've been been to England. And it's honestly incredible. The fact that they're going to be such a beautiful landmark near such a big city, which is London. And generally, you know, you won't see Houston, which is where we live. If you even if you drive two hours outside of Houston, there aren't really any pretty lakes or anything. I maybe it's just because of the type of climate that we live in. Or maybe it's because of the amount of pollution and stuff that goes around from like the cities and the towns around. But yeah, that's really incredible. I had no idea about the Lake District. Yeah, although I do want to say I've seen a picture and sorry, I don't remember what it's called. It's a lake. It's not really near. It's probably five or six hours. So it's a good, no, it's probably four and a half, five hour drive from Houston. And it's a gorgeous lake. I looked at it and I thought it wasn't even in the US. It's like an incredible thing. We'll have to talk about that another time. Uh-huh. Um, so it's it's just amazing. So we're we've been talking about London this entire episode. We've been talking about the top things to do, but what we haven't talked about yet is when is the best time to go. So the best time to go to London, which is when my family and I went, is during Christmas. So the amazing decorations, music, and foods make the flight worth it. And maybe the flight isn't so long if you're in Europe, but if you're going from the United States, it's like a minimum of six hours if you're in New York. For me, it was nine hours. Yeah, but for me, it was nine and a half hours. Amsterdam's even further. 
I'm going off topic, but still, yeah, it's definitely worth the flight during Christmas. So near the British Museum, there's a Christmas ice skating rink that can get very crowded midday. Nonetheless, it is still super fun. Another awesome thing that happens in London during Christmas time is the Peter Pan race. That is where professional swimmers will go to Hyde Park, which is England's main park, or London's main park, and they'll swim through the near freezing water. Not only is this water cold enough to give the average person hypothermia, but it can also kill the average human. That is why we leave this to the professionals, and it is also very entertaining and so I don't know if y'all know what the climate is in London during Christmas time, but it is in the low 40s and high 50s. So it is definitely not somewhere that you want to swim in a lake or a canal, but I respect the people that do. David, what I don't do respect think? the people that do. That can be <laughs> super dangerous, actually. Although, I mean, they're trained, so I guess they have, they're used to it at this point. But David, if you had to choose between seeing the Peter Pan race or if you had to choose between ice skating, what would you choose? Oh, I don't know, Aaron. That's actually a really good question. I don't have enough information to answer that, but I would definitely have to look into it because they both uh, actually sound just amazing. So the last thing that we are going to be talking about in this England-London episode of the Travel Bros is going to be something that you probably would not think of. It's, it would probably be the last thing you would think of when it comes to England. And this is a swimming pool. Now, this pool's actually hidden inside of the residential streets at a place called Clifton in Bristol. I think Bristol, I don't know how you pronounce it. And it's something that you would definitely not see and definitely not know about if you didn't know someone who lived in that area near the residential zone. Now, this pool is actually a Victorian pool that was restored. There are gorgeous colors all around the pool. And of course, the pool is heated. And also, of course, they have a sauna, steam room, and a spa. There's also a great restaurant here where you can eat great food while looking out at this beautiful pool. What a better, what's better, Aaron? A pool, good food, or a sauna slash steam room slash spa? I, I can't even decide, Aaron. What, what do you think? Well, honestly, David, that's a really, really difficult question. If I, if I really, really had to choose, if somebody made me pick, I think I would have to choose the pool and the restaurant. I because, honestly you can't know, even decide. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure the spa is incredible with the sauna and all of that. And I really, really like that kind of thing as well. That's why whenever I stay at like a resort or a hotel that has that kind of thing, I always take advantage of it. But if I had to choose, if I had to choose between one or the other, I think when it when the, my time comes, I really end up choosing this spa or not the spa. I'm sorry, the pool in the restaurant. What about yeah, you? Yeah, probably the same because the pool is kind of like the main thing to do. Um, so mm. it's definitely really nice. Uh, so guys, thank you so much for listening. England is truly a beautiful place to visit. Uh, I would highly recommend it. And until next time, this was the Travel Bros. Thank you.